Steve and Justin use YCharts for their winning investment research. So start your free trial now. And if you purchase, mention InvestTalk and get a generous discount at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is uh, February twenty seventh. We're getting very close into the into the first second month of the year. I'm Steve Peasley, and I thank you for joining me today. And I certainly hope you will also call me with your investing questions this hour. We're live Monday through Friday, Monday through Friday from four to five Pacific time, and we love your calls. And of course, there's no requirement to call, but you, with your participation, it kind of drives the show in the direction that you want it to go. You shape it. You know, what do you want to talk about? What's on your mind as far as investments and and you know financial questions? So I, I will talk about any of those things. And every day I mention, you know, that we're all shooting for the same goal, and that is to make our lives free of financial worry. Okay, how to do that, how to get there is different for everybody, whatever whatever that means to you. But, you know, it means that you get to a point where you live off your money that you have invested and has thrown off income to you rather than you working hours every day for, you know, a salary. That's not, you, working for a salary does not make you rich. It does not. It's very difficult to become rich just working for a salary. It takes a lot of effort and time. You can do it, but it takes a lot of effort and time. So whatever financial freedom or freedom from worry of paying bills means to you, that's your goal. And you can, and it's a number. It's a number. How much money do I need to produce how much income to make my life easy, financially easy anyways? It won't solve all your problems. It, you know, having money does not solve all the problems. It just solves the financial problems. And some of those, you'll get new problems. There'll be new problems when you have more money than, you know, say, your family. When you have the, perceived to have the most money, other people want to use it, use your money. So it, it, does, it does have problems having money. Now, today in this hour, I'm going to do my best to help you get there, get to that financial point where you don't have to worry about it anymore. But of course, we take questions. I will talk about different things during the show, but we take questions, your questions. You can call right now, 888-99-CHART, and we're live. Did you see Weight Watchers this morning? Man, that company has been falling on hard times. Uh, it's down 35 45% from its high last June. And do you know who the second largest owner of the shares in Weight Watchers is? It's Oprah Winfrey. So she might be want to she might want to return to the marketing part of Weight Watchers, but you know to her it's probably pocket change. Her I know it's several hundred millions of dollars in this company, but to her that's probably not a lot of money. Well, we got some additional indication of strength in the retail sector today. Best Buy reported higher sales over the holidays, and TJ Maxx TJX companies TJ Maxx. Uh, is who is the parent? Marshalls and Marshalls and uh, reported the same store sales were up, up nine percent in both operations. Nine percent in 2008. That's good. 
This marked the 17th consecutive quarter in which customer traffic have increased at these retailers. So they're upping their dividend. So that's kind of interesting, huh? Uh, Lowe's home improvement centers swung to a loss in the fourth quarter. And they're weighted down by one-time charges and more so by a kind of a lethargic housing market. Remember, people go to Lowe's because they're improving their homes. They bought a new home and bought a new house and they want to put a new yard in or they want to put new doors in or whatever it is. And they go to Lowe's and spend money. So, you know, a healthy housing market means a healthy uh, earnings for Lowe's. So they're not doing that great. So, anyways, and still in the retail sector, Target. We talked about Target before. They're going to be. Uh, they're going to sell a new low-cost bottle of wine, only ten dollars per bottle. I don't know if that's cheap or not. Sounds cheap to me because I'm not a wine drinker. But put in perspective with yesterday's news that Target plans to take on uh, faltering Victoria's Secret brand by introducing a new intimate apparel lingerie line in stores this spring. It's amazing just how creative Target and other retailers are trying to get to fend off Amazon. That's what they're doing. So, and from time to time, listeners email or call asking what software we use every day. You know, what, you know, when I read you all these numbers and everything that I talk about, and I've mentioned it before, one of the basic and best software pieces we use is called YCharts. You can go to whitecharts.com, take a look. But it's one of our one of our fundamental analysis tool that we use. We love it because it's so flexible and you can build different searches and different platforms to look for various It's just very in-depth, and we, we like it a lot. Okay, 888-99-CHARTER is the number. So why don't we go ahead and grab a listener line caller, 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve and Justin. I love the show, listen to it all the time, have for years, and I have a question hopefully you guys could help me out with. I'm looking at investing here long-term, and SNH is the ticker symbol, and I believe it's a REIT. I believe it pays out a pretty good interest rate. Looks to be in a good growing sector in that. I'd love to have your thoughts on it, if you think it has too much debt or if it's something that you guys wouldn't consider at all. And is this a good time to be buying REITs also? Thanks. Look forward to your answers on the show. Okay, just so you know, REITs, Real Estate Investment Trusts, always have debt. I mean, it's rare that they don't have lots of debt because they borrow money and buy property with it, borrowed money. So always don't worry about the debt. I mean, they're going to have some. You can, you know, if it gets too much, there's a point where it gets, um, you know, too. It's just like you have a debt. You don't have enough cash flow to pay the debt. A REIT is required to pay 90% of its profits in the form of dividend to you, the shareholder, to qualify as a REIT. And this SNH is senior housing property, a REIT that owns and acquires and leases senior housing properties in 42 states and Washington, D.C., They've been growing their sales about 4 or 5% over the last year, every quarter. So which is pretty good. And their, their earnings have been growing 2 3%. You know, next, next year it's going to grow 4%. But 
the year after, it's going to shrink 2%. So it's that kind of stock. And the P.E. ratio is 9. It's going to make $1.63. It's a $13 stock. So it's fairly inexpensive. And it's paying over a 10% dividend. So um, I, I kind of like this. You know, if it's it, for the dividend play, they've been very consistent in their earnings. Um, I will say this. Earnings used to be $1.80 a few years ago per share. Uh, earnings per share in the year. Now it's $1.63. So why is it going down? It looks like because they have a lot of borrowing costs they have to pay. That's my my, my assumption. I, I would have to look into it deeper. But on the surface, it looks like a pretty strong company and that uh, the dividend is pretty, uh, pretty high. And I don't think they're going to cut the dividend, but they could. But they meant, remember, it's a REIT. They got to pay 90% of their income, their profit in the form of a dividend. They got to have to. And so if they're going to make $1.63 next year, 90% of that has to be you know, a, a dividend. So that that is about oh, 10%. So it's still going to be a high dividend. So SNH, everybody, Senior Housing Property. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm always encouraged by the positive responses to my offer uh, of a personalized portfolio review, consultations. You know, so if you want to meet with me, I would love to meet with you. Well, it's that time again. I'll be in San Jose, and times I don't have too many slots left. So if you really want to meet with me, now's the time to do it. I'll be there March 13th. That's a Wednesday, two weeks from today. So call or go to investtalk.com. Click on the portfolio reviews to send me an email. We'll try to set you up. Lines are open. We're live. 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, and it's already the last week of February. But you still want unbiased investing guidance, right? Of course you do, because it can help you achieve financial freedom. Well, Steve Peasley is here now, and he's taking your calls live. Step up with your questions, 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART. Let's go talk to Bob in Sacramento. How you doing, Bob? I'm doing great. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. You want to talk um, about ConAgra, huh? Yeah, I was going to buy at the open market tomorrow because it just seems like it's really cheap and everything I see on it has a, pays a dividend and everything looks pretty good. I was just wondering what you thought. It does, actually. Part. It actually does. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to agree with you. It produces shelf-stable and frozen foods, retail food, food ingredients, and agricultural products, ConAgra brands. It's an $11 billion company. It's going to make two dollars and five cents this year. That's down from two twelve last year. Next year, it's going to rebound to two nineteen. Sales have been okay. I mean, if that's such a big company, sales growth in the most recent quarter, the, which is kind of old, November, um, was up ten percent. And yet, the stock took big hits down the end of December with the rest of the market. It is cheap. I mean, we're looking at a two twenty-three dollar stock, and it's going to make two dollars and nineteen cents. So that tells you it's about 11 PE. Return equity is very high for this kind of company at 22%. Uh, I, I kind of think if you're going to buy it, this is the area you want to buy it. It pays a 3.7% dividend, which is pretty healthy. But, you know, around 21 is where it bottomed. And it, that looks like going to be a strong bottom to me. 
and it's at 23 now. So somewhere in there uh, is probably a good buy point, Bob, because it's cheap enough. If you just ignore it, you'll you'll eventually get all your money back. Meanwhile, you're collecting 3.7% a year. So I like it, you're Bob. You're awesome. Thank Thanks you so call. much. Thank you. CAG, everybody, ConAgra. It's a big blue chip, solid company. It always makes money. You're not going to, yeah, it won't, it could, go, it could go lower. It could go to the teens, but it shouldn't. But it could. But it shouldn't. <laughs> Our main talking point today. After the worst December since the Great Depression, the S&P 500 enjoyed its best January in more than 30 years. So the S&P 500 is up about 18% from its bottom. <clears throat> from the bottom. That was in Christmas time. But it's kind of hard to explain why it's up. Why? For what reason? So we're going to look at that a little bit today. I think we need to explore that. And I wanted to, uh, the, um, the, have you seen the new, new uh, concept cars, the new competition for Tesla, coming for Tesla? I mean, these are, we, we know that, all the major car makers are coming out with dozens of different electric model cars. But there's some high-end cars coming out. And, you know, Tesla announced its Roadster. They're going to charge $250,000 and got to pay up front. Well, there's others out there that look mighty attractive and maybe even better than Tesla's. So we're talking about that. And um, which country do you think produces the most billionaires in the world? Which country produces the most billionaires. And these same billionaires lost about a trillion dollars last year. A T, trillion. Hmm, kind of interesting. And I'll mention some names and some countries and give you the top three. How's that? And that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, yesterday we didn't get to it, but maybe I can get to it today. And that was about delinquent mortgage loans from 2007. Some companies that are delinquent, some people are delinquent, quite a bit of them. More than most people know, more than most people are even thinking about, and it's going to be an issue. It's going to probably help keep prices low, because these are getting very, these delinquencies are getting very old. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and let me remind you about our new learning tool, Invest Talk Academy. It's going to be on, uh, Invest Talk Academy. It's our online training class covering a wide variety of financial investment subjects. And we do it in depth. We try to do it in depth so that, you know, for you to understand what's going on. You can watch live or watch later on your schedule. Depends on you. Learn more anytime about Investor Academy. The number is 888-99-CHART. Steve and Justin are always grateful when you make Invest Talk a part of your daily routine. And their unbiased guidance can be an invaluable aid to your efforts at building a strong portfolio. The phone lines are open. Steve is here and he's ready for your questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART is our number, everybody. Our main talking point today, after the worst December and the great, since the Great Depression, the S&P 500 has... Uh, risen higher in January, the the the, the be best move in January in 30 years. So what does all that mean? It shouldn't. I mean, if we, if we look at it, what, what's the driver? Okay, first quarter earnings 
for this year, for this year, for the S&P 500, has turned negative. And the consensus GDP growth is below 2% the first quarter. So that certainly isn't driving stock prices higher. So two, one of two things has to happen. Either markets have to come down to where the growth expectations are, because there is growth. It's just much, much smaller than it was in 2018. 2019 growth is going to be much weaker. That's the estimates anyways. So either, either the markets have to come down to that growth expectation, or the growth of earnings has to dramatically increase, one or the other. So what's the likelihood of that? Well, the year-over-year -year comparisons is going to be very difficult because 2018 had a really great growth year in corporate earnings. Why? Because it had a really great uh, 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 tax break from the federal government. We had a tax break. People and corporations all had a tax break, and that drove earnings up. So, if GDP is shrinking, I mean, going to be sub-two, sub and earnings are going to be weak, what's going to be the driver? Now, it's really, we're in a really interesting spot, because the driver could be spectacular. It, you know, it could be China and U.S. having a trade deal, and the Federal Reserve still being very patient raising rates. Right? If they leave rates alone and they signal that they're going to leave rates alone and, and we have a trade deal with China, that could spark the market. Or maybe that's what, why we're up so big from the January because everybody's expecting it already. No, there is no crystal ball, everybody. You know, don't ever think that experts, including myself, we don't know exactly what's going to happen. We can tell you what should happen based on fundamentals, based on history, based on technicals. Yeah, but it doesn't have to happen that way. So there really is no good reason for the market to move up so sharply from its correction made in December. Actually, it started, the peak was September. I don't know if you noticed that. So it started to fall in September, October, November, and then really fell hard in December. Now, it's made much of that back. But can it continue to do that? We don't know. We'll see. We're going to go to Tala and San Ramon. How you doing, Tala? Doing well. How about you? Doing well. How about you? I'm doing good. Thank you for the call. You want to talk about oh, micron technology? Yeah, so it's more, so I apologize, it's more of like a crystal ball kind of question. Um, so I have uh -huh. money on the side for speculation, and it's right. a little bit of money, not a lot. And uh, I actually, I thought the market was going to go down, and uh, it was hitting the Fibonacci numbers, and micron technology, it seems uh -huh. like it was hitting with this at uh, 41 yeah. and it came down to 39 so I started a uh, uh, a bear call credit spread with a short leg at 41 uh, but it kind of mm -hmm. turned power uh, on me now um, it's, uh, so I spend the money right now the, the bear uh, the bear call is uh, the bear leg of the call is uh, 41 so um so it's, it's in the money, and uh, it expires in 15 days. And I'm wondering right. now, should I close it, or should I be a little bit more patient? So I'm basically mm. asking you to look at the technicals. 
Okay, looking at the technicals, it's right near the 20-day moving average, uh, uh, coming back down a little bit to the 20-day moving average. And the last time it did that, the last two times it did that since the since the bottom, it bounced up. So I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a thinking that it's gonna bounce up again. But I would wait at least another day or two to see if that's true. Because if it breaks down the 20 do moving average, then you're gonna get then it's gonna go down to 37 and a half or so. At least it should on a technical basis. Okay, so. Yeah, I think I might be patient another couple of days. But if you're okay. in the money, you know, most that. people, most people, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Most people don't understand what that means when we're talking about in the money and calls and puts and, you know, but those are options we're talking about. Micron technology overall is a very low price stock. Why? Because earnings are going down 35% this year and another 15% next year. So the stock is only trading even on based on that. It's going to make six dollars and fifty-one cents next year. It's a forty-one dollar stock. So you know, it's what seven, eight PE. That's pretty good. On the next invest stock, by dropping interest rates to near zero and purchasing mortgage-backed securities, the Federal Reserve didn't allow the two thousand eight housing bubble to run its course. It did not. Consequently, the current housing bubble, if you can call it that, we'll call it, uh, could take two different paths. One is far more unpleasant than the other. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. Tomorrow. But for now, I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready to take your questions at 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial where they describe their services as independent thinking, shared success. And this philosophy is why KPP Financial can be of great value to investors. KPP principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein are committed to unbiased guidance. They don't upsell clients into expensive and questionable investments. Instead, Steve and Justin provide honest opinions and proven strategies based on the individual's current portfolio and risk tolerance. Working with KPP Financial, you can be assured of consistent dedication toward the goal of helping you achieve financial freedom. You can get things started with a phone call or a simple message through investtalk.com. Take the next step toward your financial freedom. Contact KPP Financial. It continues to show ups and downs, and of course, you want unbiased investing advice. So, Steve is here taking your calls live. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. So, which country has the, uh, the most billionaires? You probably could guess. It's China. Not us. China. They have 658 of them. U.S. has 584. Germany has 117. 117. Chinese billionaires lost a trillion dollars in 2018. Remember, the Chinese market really suffered last year. So they lost. Who is the richest Chinese person? It's Alibaba's founder, Jack Ma. He's the richest Chinese person. He's 22nd on the all-time list. 
but he's a rich Chinese person, and he has a, he's worth about $39 billion. And Jeff Bezos is the richest person in the world from Amazon, about $137 billion. Not bad, huh? Now, people, you know, people think of these rich people and say, oh, look, they're so, much, they're so rich. Why don't they give some of that money away? These people don't have $137 billion in stacks of bills in their house or at the bank. They have wealth in the companies they own. You know, I, I think people have a misconception, you know, especially politicians when they say, well, we'll just take the money from the rich. What they're really saying is they want to take the money from the high income people because rich people don't have incomes. They don't. Why? Is it, they don't take income. The income's not their thing. Anyways, I don't know if I went over the market numbers, but the Dow was down 72 today. The NASDAQ was up five and the S&P was down two. I doubt if I went through those numbers. But that's what the market did today. Um, 888-99-CHARTERS is our number. You've heard me say it many times. Uh, this program is always better when you participate. So I would love to prove it. Here comes a question that came in earlier at 888-99-CHART. Hi, my name is Zach, long-time listener, first-time caller. I have a question about cryptocurrencies. Now, obviously, we all know Bitcoin. That's the famous one. But I've been doing some research, and there is a bunch of other cryptocurrencies. I'm new to crypto. I was wondering what your personal sentiment toward cryptocurrency is in general. If you had any specific cryptocurrencies that you think are worth buying at the moment, you know, maybe just your own take slash explanation of the crypto market would be great. I very much enjoy your podcast. And thank you for your time. Bye. Well, I've said before, I think cryptocurrencies are here to stay, but there is a ton of fraud, a ton of misconception. Um, I did a, I did, um, I did a, um, um, a Vest Talk Academy class on scams, and one of the things I talked about was Chris, cryptocurrency scams, which there is a lot. There are a lot of cryptocurrencies, and about 1% to 2% of those are going to survive. The rest will go out, go out of either their fraud, or they will just stop trading, or something else will happen and they'll be gone. So for you as an investor, you need to stay away from them. You don't know which one's going to be successful. I don't know which one's going to be successful. And it's very high speculation. So it's just not a good investment for the average person to get involved with. But again, I think cryptocurrencies are here to stay. I don't know how popular they get because the, I don't think we have the, the technology yet to make them widespread, usable for day-to-day -day purposes. I don't think so. Just not yet. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we stream and broadcast Invest Talk live in the four o'clock hour Pacific time every weekday. It's also available 24 hours a day, seven days a week via archived podcast at investtalk.com. And of course, you can listen and subscribe to Invest Talk podcasts at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. I hope you tell your friends and family members about the program, Invest Talk. We'd love to have them be part of the family. And now the listener line is always open, and it's open right now. We're taking your financial investing questions, and it's live, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial, where they describe their services as 
independent thinking, shared success. And InvestTalk listeners and KPP clients alike are invited to take advantage of the many products and services of KPP Financial. For example, the InvestTalk radio program and its podcast replays, the new online training experience, InvestTalk Academy, the KPP Premium Newsletter, distributed each Friday, and the next no-cost portfolio review opportunity with Steve Peasley. Yes, Steve will be returning to San Jose, California on Wednesday, March 13th to meet with InvestTalk listeners who understand the value of having a focused portfolio strategy. If you register and then make time to sit down with Steve, he can very likely show you how to maximize your investment performance. These are free consultations, but space is limited. So get started now at investtalk.com. 888-99-CHART. Let's talk to David in San Leandro. How are you doing, David? I'm doing great, except for trying to get over a cold. I got the same cold you did last <laughs> week. <laughs> yeah. How's your voice? Oh, it's, it's dying. <laughs> but not so much that I can't oh, make a call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I completely uh, lost morning- it. I completely lost it on Friday. And your and your job is talking. That's that's a curse. <laughs> I know. I know. It's bad. I still have it. Still now, yeah. you can hear it in my voice. Uh, but at Just least a it's one hundred percent better. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. So what can it's I do for you? Want to talk about good. Square? Well, this yeah. This morning uh, or before the market closed, I I bought a hundred shares of Square, and after the market closed, they apparently issued their financials, and the, and it dropped four dollars. How the heck can a poor guy like me know when they're going to issue financials? I sure wouldn't have bought it if I knew it. You know, after hours they were going to issue that. Uh, is there a way for? Well, they do. That? They do make a. They do make it public. It's just hard for you to find. There's certain websites. I, I know MarketWatch.com has it. They'll list the companies coming out with their earnings the day they. You know, and they'll tell you these companies are coming out with earnings over the next week, two weeks, month. And that's how you do it. But, you know, it's hard for you. You know, you're a working guy and you just don't have a lot of time to study this stuff. Um, but, right. you know, doesn't mean, doesn't mean you made a mistake, though. I don't want you to think in those terms. It just means that you know, we li- I like to keep trying. You know, I like to wait till the earnings comes out and then make my buys. <laughs> Hold on. <coughs> Excuse me. But um, sure. I wouldn't sell it just because of that. I mean, just hold on to it. It's a good company. They're making really, their, sell, their sales are 50% or higher. Earnings are growing very high. And, you know, I don't know what the numbers were, but I bet you they were good, just not as good as the experts wanted. So I, well, I think they, you stick they, with yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's, exactly, that's exactly what it was, yeah. Yeah, see, you know, that's the problem. These experts, they always get in the way, in my opinion. They, they call for something. They say it's going to do X, Y, Z, and it doesn't. And they say, oh, we're all disappointed. When actually, the earnings were pretty good, and the sales were pretty good, but just not as good as they wanted. Uh, so they manipulate us, David, and I hate that. I really do hate it. But it's that's still, what's happening. It still so befuddles me as to how people can, uh, us, us are making stocks go up and down just because of our feelings. It's such... I think that's yeah. what causes a lot of the agitation in the market, the ups and downs. Yeah. It's, I you agree. I agree with you. I, I've said before, and you probably heard me say that, in the short term, the market acts like a spoiled child. It could go up. It could go down. They're kicking his feet, screaming. But in the long term, it all will boil down to earnings. 
So you just can't got to be aware of that. You know, from a day to day point of view, you you can't win, but you can win if you pick stocks like Square. Square is a very solid company, and it's a little expensive, but you know it's a really solid company. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Dave, sir. Thanks for the call. Thank you for the call. I hope you feel better. Yeah, these colds are just spreading around. I'm telling you. I mean, geez. I got it from one of my employees at work, and I'm going to blame her. And I have blamed her. It's her fault. Anyways. And she has kids, and she's around her kids. Kids get sick. She brings in the office. It, yeah, it's a vicious circle. Just a vicious circle. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Tesla's high-end cars. There is a car called... Uh, HD Livewire. This is not even a car. It's Harley Davidson Livewire. Have you heard about this vehicle they're coming out with? Motorcycle? Goes from 0 to 60 in three and a half seconds. Goes 110 miles. And, and there's no clutch, no gears. You just twist them and it goes. Now, that's not nearly as exciting as the FF91 by Faraday Futures, a company that's in financial difficulties, by the way. They have a car that they're coming out with, allegedly, that will go 350 miles on a battery charge. And it's faster than the Harley-Davidson motorcycle. 0, 60, and 2.4 seconds instead of the 3.5. And the car has facial recognition to open up the doors and turn on the car. That's how, that's how it, <laughs> anyway, it's going to cost about 120000 to 300000 They don't know exactly how much yet. Then there's the Biden M-Byte, m Bite. This car has screens everywhere. Big touch tone. You can use your touchpad, video on back seats. It's screens everywhere. Okay. And this was this is a Chinese company that's working with Amazon Alexa. So it's voice controlled. Mm -hmm. And then there's one that is a Porsche. A Porsche Torcan. Toycan. T-A-Y-C-A-N. This 600 mile an hour, 600 horsepower will go 250 miles, and there Porsche is coming out with six different models of electric cars, and this is these are just the high end ones. I'm not counting the cars that are coming out made by you know the, all the other car companies. There's tons of them, so electric cars here to stay, which we all knew that, right? I mean, didn't we? Let's go to Nick and Hayward. Hi, Diane, Nick. Yeah, hi, Steve. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm uh, looking. I'm looking at Milan like a value play. I want to see what you think about it. Okay, let's look at Milan. Uh, develops generic and branded drugs for the treatment of central nervous systems and cardiovascular systems. I kind of like this sector because it's kind of kind of not cyclical it doesn't so if the economic cycle turns down these kind of companies seem to hold up better because you know drugs are drugs you need them no matter if you're you know if the economy is weak or strong everybody still needs their drugs so yeah I like the sector I like the sector a lot but let's look at this company directly the problem they have is their earn their sales the sales have been going shrinking one to five percent every quarter for almost two years and that's oh, very boy. disturbing that's disturbing to investors and that's why the stock is weak but that's also why it's cheap and then they had a big down day today so i'm sure that was earnings driven 
Uh, earnings are earnings are going up though. So how can sales go down and earnings go up? Well, that's, they keep cutting costs. That's how. But they can't do that forever. At some point, they got to increase their sales. Um, it looks like twenty twenty six dollars is the low point. It made that low in December and now did it again today. I think you have to wait wait till it breaks above twenty nine dollars. If you're going to want to buy it, wait for it break above twenty nine. Uh, because you don't know how far down it's going to go. You know, we don't know if today is yeah. just the one day thing. Or so I, I'd be patient, but it is a value play at this point. I mean, they're going to make five dollars and forty two cents. It's a twenty six twenty six dollars stock. So that's a six PE. That's very low. And return equity is very high at nineteen. So the only thing that bothers me is why are they can't why are those sales going down? You know, that was that needs to be turned around. But mm-hmm. it's still a very good value play. Okay? okay? Appreciate the call. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Good, good luck with it. Hope it works for you. I really do. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. I think I'm going to squeeze in another question. This came in earlier. 888-99-CHART. Hi, this is John from Atlanta. I want to say thanks for the program. A lot of useful advice. Uh, I'd like to ask you about PCG. I've held this thing for a while, and now it's about to be bankrupt, so I'm just trying to find out, should I sell now or hold on and hope for the best? Thanks, I'll listen on the podcast. This P, this is PG&E Corporation, PCG is the symbol, you know, engaged in the generation and distribution of electricity and natural gas in North and Central California, and of course, they are being blamed for the fires uh, that damaged billions of dollars worth of buildings and things. So, uh, this is the problem. They, it looks really inexpensive because they're going to make three dollars and ninety-seven cents this year, up from three eighty-two. It's a utility, so utilities usually are very stable. Um, they don't they cut out their dividend because they don't know how much they're going to have to pay in liabilities. But it's a seventeen-dollar stock going to make three dollars and ninety-seven cents, almost four dollars. So that's what a five PE, four or five PE, pretty cheap. Um, but they have this big unknown hanging over their heads still and those fires. This went down to below $7.50 and now it's up above seventeen eighty. Personally, I think I would take the money and invest it somewhere else that has better potential. You know, it moved up sharply from the low because there was some good news. But man, just in November, it was selling for $45 a share. So I probably would just take the money and just look for something with a better opportunity. That's what I would do. I wouldn't stay in it. This is Invest Talk, and I'm Steve Peasley. Tomorrow is the final day of February. Things are moving pretty fast, as they always do. And of course, the show moves fast, too. So we got 10 minutes left or so, everybody. You still get your questions in. Why don't you give me a call? 888-99-CHART. Next Invest Talk, the Federal Reserve did not allow the 2008 housing bubble crisis to run its course. Consequently, the current housing bubble could take two different paths, and one is far more unpleasant. That story tomorrow. But now, Steve is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your calls. 888-99-CHART. I'm a uh, retired investor. I used to teach him, but I'm retired. Anyway, um, I 
want to thank you for everything you've done for the individual investor. I have a question about selling Kraft Heinz, KHC. I'm thinking about selling my shares. I want to know if you think the dividend is safe. I want to have a fairly uh, risk-adverse portfolio. So if you could uh, give me advice on that. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Uh, the dividend yield is about 5%. It's a $32 stock, and they're going to make $3.06 next year. So that's about a 10% uh, 10% of the uh, stock price for $3.06, and they're paying 5%. So it's about a 50% uh payout ratio where they're paying about 50% of their earnings per share next year in the dividend and that's not unsafe that's that I think that's very doable and we're talking about Kraft KHC the Kraft Heinz Corporation makes food products and has had a very difficult time the stock a year ago was in the mid 60s and today here it is $32 and it collapsed from $48 to $36 in one day about four days, five days ago. So it's still weak. But if you're asking me about the dividend, I think the dividend looks pretty secure. And I think if you are patient, you'll it will recover. I just don't know how long it's going to take. could take a very long time. Uh, but I think your dividend is, is, is secure because, you know, that's the one thing they have going for is paying a dividend. So I would hold on to it. I really would. 888-99-CHART, well, let me rephrase that. I would hold on to it if you bought it for the dividend. I don't know, because you know, the chart is very weak. 888-992-4278, everybody. Okay, um, yesterday I didn't get to this, so I'm trying to get it today. Delinquency, mortgage loans delinquency rate. Okay, it went way down. The rate is much smaller than it used to be. However... If you, there are still loans made, loans, mortgage loans made in 2000 and uh, the year 2007 and 2006, those particular loans are still in very, very bad situation. Uh, <clears throat> in 2018, last year, 25% of those loans made back then before the housing bubble burst are delinquent. In other words, not being paid. So you have a huge amount of loans still. Not, remember how many loans were back, made back then? Still not being foreclosed on yet. They're just delinquent. The banks have been very slow about foreclosing on those things. That is going to change probably this year. So you're probably going to see some more foreclosures coming down. And that, that in conjunction with other things, Will probably mean the housing prices are going to fall. And I mentioned this yesterday, you know, because we had the uh, Case Shiller House report, and that was only 2% growth, two tenths of 1% growth in December. The information is very old, right? But that was down from 4.2% growth in November. So, and it's been falling every for over a year. So this is telling me that there's now going to be more mortgage delinquent mortgages coming on the market. So I don't, I don't think the housing market is going to collapse or anything. But there's not a lot of reasons for it to be strong either. So, just be aware if you're not, if you're if you're going to be a buying a house in 2019, I think it might be a good year to be a buyer.
I really do. 888-99-CHART is our, is our number, and I think we're almost out of time, and I don't know if we can get another caller in. Did you see, um, we talked about Weight Watchers, you talked about Home Depot. There was something in the news today I wanted to mention again. Um, gosh, I forgot what I was going to talk about. And thank goodness we're out of time, because I know I'm, I'm trying to remember what I want to discuss. Darn it. Oh, well. We're out of time anyways. Maybe I'll remember it and bring it up tomorrow. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another InvestTop program, everybody. And I do thank you for your calls, your support, and your kind words. And hopefully my voice will be even better tomorrow. That's a hope. So I'll see you tomorrow. Have a nice week. Have a nice evening, everybody. Good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART. <laughs>